life, I've always wanted to help people. Fast forward 40 plus years on this planet and I'm running the holistic clinic of my dreams. I founded the supplement company of my dreams and I'm stepping into each day like it's a dream. Now, I get to help even more people through this podcast and I want you to have the tools to feel your best, to optimize, to figure out what's going wrong and how to course correct. I believe in you so much. Knowledge is power, and we're going to transform your life together. School of Doza is in session. Hello, everyone. I hope you're having a fantastic week. I want to thank you for all the reviews and subscribing to this podcast. It is my joy to help people, and you leaving reviews and subscribing means I am doing something right, and it gives me the energy to continue. So thank you in advance for that. And I care so much about this community. I'm just very thankful for each and every one of you. Always let me know via the newsletter or TikTok if there's anything that you want me to speak on. And we get every single topic from your request. So your voice is big here. And I'm talking big B-I-G. If you ever want to join one of our group consults, this is a way to ask me questions face-to-face. We host them bi-weekly. The tickets are only $30. And you come prepared with your questions. You are able to sign up via the link in the description of this episode. And I look forward to speaking with each and every one of you. Today, we are going to talk about getting to the root cause of your acne. I know this can be such a tough subject for many, and I promise you, I sympathize. When people come into my clinic, I want to work on their acne because I know it's something that's been bothering them for a while. It's not something that they take lightly. It's a very personal subject. And... I want you to know that there are answers for this. We have answers for acne. We want solutions. You have solutions. There are things out there. Even though it can be a little complex, I want you to know that we've seen a lot of people for acne, and we've helped a lot of people clear up their acne. So this is very important. This is a podcast you might want to share with a friend or a loved one. And it can be done. Let's get into why acne occurs and what we can do about it, what the potential root causes may be, Let's get into this, all right? Take some notes. Class is in session. So what is acne exactly? By definition, it's a common skin condition that happens when hair follicles under the skin become clogged. There's an oil that keeps the skin from drying out. And this oil, known as sebum, gets clogged up in the pores where the hair follicles are. And what happens is it leads to outbreaks and lesions, pimples, zits, whatever you want to call it, acne, right? And this doesn't just happen in the face. This can happen all throughout the body. And spoken to people who've had acne on their back, on their throat, or I guess I should say on their neck, uh, you know, on their, on their lower extremities. It can happen anywhere, right? Because you have these pores and these follicles throughout your entire body. But as we get into the root causes of why you can have acne, I want you to keep in mind that you may have more than one thing going on that is contributing to why you have acne. And that may be the reason why it's so hard for you to get rid of acne. But I want to give you five tips about what could be the potential root cause of your acne and what to do about it. Tip number one, the potential root cause of acne could be inflammation. Now, if you go look up acne and the main causes of it, inflammation is right up there with one of the four main causes. I have another one I'll add, but 
inflammation is a big one. And it's actually listed last when it comes to causes of acne in most publications. I just want you to keep in mind that almost every health issue, disease, dysfunction that you will encounter, you can label it whatever you want, diagnose it whatever you want. The root cause is inflammation. That's why I wanted to lead with this being number one for acne. And if you think about acne, let's think about the timeline of when it started for most people. It probably started when you were a teenager. Now, think about your teenage years. Your hormones are changing. You're having a diet that's introduced into your lifestyle that might be different than before. You know, I, I tend to think teenagers, so maybe I'm jaded. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, junk food. I'm thinking late nights. I'm thinking TV and video games. I'm thinking inflammation, right? That's what I'm thinking because the body has to process all this, and it doesn't help that hormones are changing. And usually acne occurs when a person is in their teenage years. But what's fascinating is acne can stay with an individual as they get older. You imagine you talk to an adult. I've talked to plenty of adults, myself included, who had acne in their adult years. In fact, you can probably see on the camera right now, I have a little pimple right here underneath my mouth. I'm 41 years old and I still get acne every now and then. And so I know now at this point as an adult that that shouldn't be happening. Acne should have been a thing in my teenage years, right? But if I'm still inflamed as an adult, it's a big possibility that I could still have acne as an adult. The skin is the largest organ in the body, and the skin is a huge part of our detox pathways. So if your, chlor if your uh, pores are clogged in any way, from the oil we produce, the overproduction, underproduction, maybe there's you know, something we're topically putting on our skin that's blocking you know, the release of toxins, the skin is a huge detoxifying organ. And if the skin is not able to detoxify, inflammation builds up. And acne is a direct inflammation of the skin. Inflammation of the skin will show acne most likely. So you have to think about this is not just occurring on the face. It's interesting that the face is the first place that most people think about acne. Well, that's because you look at your face every day. I mean, you're in the mirror looking at it all the time. If you were looking at your back, the, the skin of your back all the time in the mirror, you'd probably notice scars and pimples on there, right? Imagine that there's hair growing on a guy's back as they get older. I'm pretty sure there's opportunity for pimples and acne there, right? And how often do you scrub your back? Let's be honest, right? How often can you get behind there, right in between the shoulder blades, right? And you scrub your back with a bunch of soap and get rid of all the dead skin and all the oils and the things that were there to protect us in the first place, but they did their part and they, we got to get rid of them, Right? So you got to get you're shedding skin and dead cells and using hair follicles a lot throughout the day whether you realize it or not and if there's a buildup of anything in the skin that's there causing acne then you have inflammation and just like anything else inflammation can be reduced through lifestyle changes and modifications i think that's the biggest culprit for most people is lifestyle causing inflammation so then i think about if you're having acne and something's directly causing skin inflammation is it something that you're coming in contact with? Is it something that you're eating? Is it something that you're breathing in? Is it something you're exposed to, right? Regardless of whatever it is, you got to say, what am I going to do about it? I have inflammation of the skin. Now, topically speaking, a lot of people will put a medication on the skin to treat the acne, right? The facial scrub, a topical. And what's fascinating is sometimes that doesn't fix it because the acne comes back again because the underlying issue is inflammation. It's like this fire that's still burning. And if your fire is still burning, imagine that fire's on your skin. And you're like, well, I'll directly put out the fire under the skin, but I'm gonna say, well, no, there's a fire underneath the skin you gotta put out too. And that's what we're gonna talk about here, right? And the way to do it, 
the way to put out the fire, whether it's on the skin or underneath the skin, it's with the liver. The liver is the main organ that's going to reduce inflammation in the body. The next thing that does it is the brain. But sleep is needed for the brain to detox and, and detox the body. And if your sleep's off in any way, you have a hard time reducing inflammation. If your liver's off in any way, you have a hard time reducing inflammation. And I think about someone that has acne consistently as an adult, they probably have a fatty liver. I'm just guessing because there's no way they should still have acne that's caused by inflammation if there's no inflammation underlying under, underneath the skin. So I think of supporting the liver and promoting the liver to function and detox at its full capability to reduce inflammation involving the skin that would help promote reduction of acne. And I have labs and all kinds of studies that show inflammatory biomarkers in lab work that are elevated when someone has acne. So yes, inflammation will be elevated when someone has acne. Treat the inflammation and hopefully that treats the acne. Potential root cause number two of acne and what to do about it. The number two reason why you might have acne is a bacterial overgrowth. The reason why you might have acne as a kid or as an adult is because you have a bacterial overgrowth, but not of the bacteria you might think of. There is a bacteria that is specific to acne. And what I want you to understand before I tell you the name of this, I mean, before you start running out to find an antibiotic to start treating this, keep in mind, we need bacteria on our skin. We have what's called our microbiome, which you've heard of in our digestive tract. Well, we have a microbiome on the surface of our skin. In fact, you get it when you're born through the birth canal, through a natural process of birth delivery, and you are covered and layered with this new microbiome that gives us an extra layer of protection on top of our skin. And if this microbiome is disrupted in any way, it disrupts the good bacteria that is designed to be on our skin to help protect our skin and protect our bodies. And if there's an overgrowth of the wrong kind of bacteria or we're missing good bacteria, then the microbiome of our skin is thrown off and that could lead to things like acne. But if it's a bacterial overgrowth, then sometimes you would need an antibiotic. Have you ever talked to anyone who's had acne who was given an antibiotic to take? I've talked to lots of people. What's fascinating is doxycycline is a very typical antibiotic given for all kinds of things. But one of the things it's typically given for is acne in teenagers or as an adult. And if you think about this, why would someone give an antibiotic for acne if it's not a bacterial infection? Well, like I said, there can be a bacterial overgrowth of good bacteria or bad bacteria on the skin. And it throws off the balance of your microbiome leading to acne. The bacteria that we have found that causes acne on the skin is called Propionibacterium. And it's a big fancy word that means this is the bacterial strain that is directly found on our sebaceous glands and found on the outer layer of our skin. And if there's an overgrowth of bad bacteria or an overgrowth of good bacteria that throws off our skin leading to acne, it's this bacterial strain. And what's interesting is doxycycline is given to treat this overgrowth of this bacteria. And you imagine now you have a whole nother problem on your hand. Because what if the doxycycline worked to reduce the bacterial overgrowth of your acne? Now you got to take that antibiotic for the rest of your life, right? 
And that's what happens is you start taking the doxycycline when you're a teenager, it worked. You start you keep taking it when you're 20 years of age. And now you've been on an antibiotic for five, six, seven, eight, ten years. It's like someone who's been on a birth control pill for eight, 10, 12 years. Right? And we'll get to that in a second. But imagine that the issue with your acne is a bacterial overgrowth and the only solution is you have to take an antibiotic for the rest of your life. I would come to that person and say, look, I think there's something else causing it. It's a bacterial overgrowth, obviously, right? Um, let's shift it. Let's change the microbiome of your skin. I know people can take probiotics for that digestive tract, but what does it look to take look like to take probiotics for your skin? I have to imagine that you probably have to go get the dirt or the sand where you live and pick up that dirt or sand that's growing in your backyard if, if it's healthy enough sand or soil. And I would put that right on my face. I would put my hands in the dirt in my backyard. I would go to a beach, and hopefully it's a clean beach, and put my hands in the sand and cake it with mud and I absorb all those nutrients and the bacteria and all those things directly on my skin and I know they've said uh, what clay masks are, are great for the skin well the reason why is because all the nutrients that you absorb through your skin right I mean how many times have you put makeup on your skin over a pimple how many times have you been told that you have to make sure you take care of your face because you don't want any of the uh, uh, cosmetic things to lead to a breakout Right, And there's something else called staph. You ever heard of a staph infection? That can also mimic acne. And what's interesting is staph doesn't ever go away. Staph is another bacterial infection that you have to take an antibiotic for, but it can either be passed on the surface. Like you imagine you go to the gym and you were told, you know, you got to wear flip-flops in the shower because you don't want to catch a staph infection on the bottom of your feet or a fungal infection, right? You don't want you want to make sure you wipe the machines down afterwards because you know there might be some kind of bacterial strain on there, right? You know who knows, right? And you pick it up and all of a sudden you have staph now or reoccurring staph. And that could lead to a breakout on your back or the back of your legs. And that's an antibiotic right there. So like I said, if 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 the bacterial overgrowth is an issue, let's reset it and address it. And it could be the reason why you're having acne and why it's not getting better. And I don't think antibiotics are the only way to go about it. I think Literally, if you have to take an antibiotic for the rest of your life because acne is that bad, I would revisit what you're doing in your life and what your lifestyle looks like. And if, it, if you really get grossed out at the idea of me telling you go to the beach and pick out a bunch of sand and dirt and smear it all over your face, I have to ask you what's your diet like and what's your sleep look like and what kind of medications and other foods are you putting in your body right now that might be causing a bacterial overgrowth? You know, what, what are you exposing yourself to every day? And can we change that? That way you won't have to be put on antibiotic. That would be my first approach. Potential root cause number three of acne and what to do about it. The root cause might be that you have a hormone imbalance. Which hormone is the question? With acne, you can have hormone imbalances and hormone dysfunction throughout the body that somehow causes you to have acne that rises on the surface. The acne, imagine, is a byproduct of hormone imbalances. It's not the root cause of hormone imbalances. It's just that hormone imbalances are the root cause of acne. So if you have estrogen imbalances, you could have acne. Talk to a female teenager who has really bad acne when they're 13, 14, 15. And what are they put on? They're put on birth control to suppress their estrogen production 
to help them with better skin. Because studies have shown estrogens improve acne by decreasing the production of skin oil. Once again, I told you that acne can be caused by an overproduction of sebum and oil that gets clogged up in the hair follicles leading to a pimple or acne. Well, birth control that has low doses of estrogen in it can be given and has been shown to decrease this oil production in the skin leading to a reduction of acne. That's why birth control is given to sometimes females in their teenage years. And it's fascinating. You're giving birth control to a female even though it's not intended to suppress fertility. It's just given because acne. And then I ask how long are these females on birth control after that? Because once again, if the acne is still around and they get off the birth control and they still have acne, they're going to be on birth control. And like I said a while ago, sometimes for acne, they give antibiotics. Sometimes for acne, they give birth control. But the root cause of the acne is a hormone imbalance. The root cause of the acne might be inflammation and the root cause of the acne might be a bacterial overgrowth. So you say, okay, well, do I have to just be on these things for the rest of my life? I don't know. Let's say if we could maybe fix the hormone imbalance, and I don't really like to use that word fix, make sure there is a hormone imbalance or try to support a hormone balance in the body, then maybe your estrogen gets better and you won't need to take birth control. Because here's the question I have, which estrogen is causing the problem of acne? Think about this. If you're given birth control, because you have acne, especially if you're a female, you're given birth control and it suppresses both estrogens, all your estrogens. And women will make, women make seven different estrogens over the course of a lifetime. You make estrogen when you're 16 that's different when you were 66. You'll make an estrogen when you're pregnant that's different than when you make it in menopause. And if that's the case and it changes throughout the course of a lifetime, birth control is going to suppress all those estrogens. And so when I go to the studies and it says estrogen improves acne by decreasing the production of skin oil, they're talking about birth control estrogen. They're talking about low-dose estrogen that is supposed to decrease and suppress the fertility and the menstrual cycle. What's interesting about it is I have tons of articles that talk about how estrogen gets converted into other kinds of estrogens very easily, especially with birth control. Oral birth control can sometimes be metabolized, ingested, and broken down and converted into inflammatory estrogen in the body, the same kind you find in menopause. Now, what I think is happening with teenagers, uh, female teenagers, when they have problems with acne, I think they have an estrogen imbalance. I think they have too little of the good estrogen and they have too, bad of, or too much of the bad estrogen. I think that's the issue with, uh, with acne, that I think it's, if you want to be specific about it, E1 is estrone. It's inflammatory estrogen. You need a little bit of it, but not too much. And you make it in menopause. E2 estradiol is the healthy estrogen that you want as a teenage female. And I think what happens is that E2 gets lowered due to stress. It could be lowered due to birth control. It could be lowered to alcohol, to medications, to, uh, to processed foods and sugars and sodas right? Uh, the inability to detox and use the liver properly. Like all these things play a role in how a woman makes and regulates estrogen production. So if there's an estrogen imbalance for a female, acne is just one of the things that's going to show up. Because I still talk to a lot of females in their 30s and 40s who still have acne. 
and it's not a bacterial overgrowth for them sometimes. It's the fact that they have inflammation due to estrogen imbalances. The fact that their lifestyle and genetics are contributing to a higher production of inflammatory estrogen is suppressing their healthy estrogen that would cause them to have healthy skin. So maybe my theory is right. A woman who starts losing their good estrogen starts getting acne. And yes, taking birth control might suppress all the estrogens, but if it's suppressing all the estrogens, which one is really the culprit? It's probably the inflammatory estrogen, E1. And go look up estrone. Go look up E1. We have some studies here that talk about how damaging it is to have high amounts of estrone floating around in the body. It's not a good thing. It's not a good thing at all. I don't want to contribute to it. And if I can get that stuff out of my system, then hopefully I can restore the balance of estrogen. And this is important for a female. This is important for a male. How do I restore the balance of estrogen in the body? The number one way to restore estrogen balance is to support the liver. Because the liver is the organ, not the ovaries. The liver is the organ that's going to help dump out and get rid of inflammatory estrogen being produced in the body. If your ovaries, which make estrogen, start making inflammatory estrogen, which is the E1, instead of the E2, which is the healthy estrogen, this lady, this female is going into menopause because that's the shift. That's what happens in menopause. E2, the healthy estrogen, gets shifted over into E1 production, which is estrone, the kind of estrogen made in menopause, the kind of estrogen made, makes uh, you make when you're overweight, the kind that you make when you're too stressed out, the kind that you make when you take oral, oral birth control. And I'm telling you right now, the liver has to dump out all this inflammatory estrogen. The liver has to dump out and regulate the birth control you take because the liver regulates every medication you consume. And if the liver is inflamed, which keep in mind, most women's livers are, because one in four US adults have fatty liver, then all of this is leading to poor metabolism and breakdown of estrogen, leading to an increase of inflammatory estrogen in the body that could then lead to inflammatory issues in the body. If, if it's 14 or 15 years of age, it's acne. If the female is 34 years of age, it's acne and premenopause. If it's 40 years of age and this is happening, yeah, they probably still have acne or maybe they're just in full-blown menopause. Either way, they don't feel good. If they've lived 20 years of estrogen imbalances, they don't feel good. And it all started with when they were a teenager getting put on birth control to suppress all this. Well, what happens to a female if they've been on birth control for 10 or 12 years? What happens when you get off birth control? You're screwed up. Let's just be honest. And I don't think the answer to fixing acne is putting you on birth control. That's my first take on it. I cringe anytime a woman gets put on oral birth control because I just know, like I went into, how many things it can lead to in the body that's bad for them. Then there's something else called PCOS. You ever heard of PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome? Increased androgen levels that come from PCOS can directly lead to acne. Increase in testosterone in women can lead to acne. If your adrenals are overfiring, producing too much testosterone in, in females, too much inflammatory estrogen in females, it can directly lead to acne. So if a female, and I'm talking to the females now, has a hormone imbalance, I say, which one? Is it estrogen? Is it the adrenal hormones? Is it testosterone? Are you making too much testosterone and that's what's suppressing your estrogen production? Yeah, because remember, the hormones have to be in balance with one another. So just saying my hormones are off, I'm like, which one? But like I said, 
no matter which hormone is off, support the liver and the liver supports the regulation of hormones. You want better estrogen? Support the liver because the liver regulates the production and metabolism of estrogen. And it's funny because most doctors don't ever tell you that, especially females. Potential root cause number four of acne and what to do about it. It might be a food sensitivity. On one of our other podcasts, I talk about dairy and how bad it is to digest for the liver and the gallbladder and your digestive tract. I think dairy can cause acne. I think lots of foods can cause acne. I think bread can cause acne. I think sugar can cause acne. I think sodas can cause acne. I think processed fast food grease can cause acne, especially if you put that, you touch the burger and then you smear your face with it. Yeah, that'll cause some acne. You ever heard that? And I even have this sensitivity where I touch certain metals. I think that's why I got this right here. It's like I was shaving a couple weeks ago and the metal touched my skin. I'm really sensitive to it and that broke out in acne. So I'm like, okay, let's look at what is going into my body, what's around it. The thing I first look at is what am I touching? And if you've already said, no, it's nothing I'm touching that's causing the acne or maybe I'm just touching my face too much. Okay, or is there something you're eating? And then most people say, well, I, don't, I haven't thought about that before. This will blow your mind. When I went gluten-free in 2014, my back acne got better, okay? But I still was keto, which meant I was eating dairy at the time, which I don't, eat, I don't consider dairy to be keto nowadays, but at the time I did, I was still eating dairy. I was still inflamed. Well, I cut out the dairy. My stomach got flatter, okay? When I started cleaning up my gut, when I started cleaning up my liver more and my diet, my back acne got better. It wasn't until I finally got rid of the processed sugar that my back acne finally got better. And I'm 41 years of age. I've had pimples on my back since I was a teenager. And I've changed my diet every single year. And every year, my back acne has gotten better to the point now I don't think I really have it. But if I do and something comes up, I know something caused it. I have studies here that show that milk intake may influence pimples, both in men and, and, and females. In fact, in acne in teenagers, it's, it's very apparent. You can look at the studies here. It's really fascinating. They, what's also interesting about the studies, the studies that were done on the teenage boys and girls for the, the, the dairy consumption they said uh, the milk they consumed was total milk, whole milk, low-fat milk, and skim milk. I don't have a problem with milk. I have a problem with processed milk. If you could consume raw dairy, which most people can't uh, find, there's lots of studies that show raw milk consumption actually helps acne because it restores the microbiome throughout the body. Just something to consider. So you are what you eat. If you're eating dairy and you have an acne, cut out the... The dairy, see if your acne gets better. Uh, cut out some meat, cut out chicken eggs, cut out whatever you think. Go on an elimination diet and try one ingredient like avocado and see if your acne gets better and add one ingredient on top of that and just see where you're at. Potential root cause number five of acne. Medications. Medications might cause acne. I talked about the birth control earlier. Corticosteroids which are typically given to reduce inflammation in the body, can cause acne. Testosterone replacement therapy can cause acne, both in men and female. Because keep in mind, 
testosterone deficiency can occur in both men and female because we both make testosterone. But if you replace testosterone with a medication, too much testosterone can lead to acne. Lithium, medication typically given for neurological issues, is actually a, a mineral fine, or I think it's a, a nutrient found in nature too. Um, but lithium can cause acne. Hormone contraceptives with progesterone can cause acne. Not every medication is going to cause acne. Let's just be honest. But like I said, are you on any of these? And you're like, yeah, I've been dealing with acne. I just know it. I'm an adult. I'm on testosterone. I have acne from it. I'm like, okay, well, is it worth it? You're like, yeah, I just deal with the acne, I guess. Okay, fair enough. What about that pain that you're, you're having in your knees all the time? You take a steroid for it all the time. Or maybe a cough, right? Prednisone, right? Take prednisone for your cough. How long have you been on prednisone? Maybe you have an autoimmune disorder, right? You've been on prednisone, low-dose prednisone forever. That could cause acne. This is fascinating, right? Just to wrap this up, antibiotics are given for acne, right? Medications can cause acne. Estrogen's given to help with acne, but it can also cause acne, <laughs> right? And the underlying issue on all of this is that your body's inflamed. And your skin can't detox and get rid of the toxins fast enough. Your skin is an organ that detoxes your body. And if it can't detox, then your other systems have to work more, which is your pooping, your peeing, your breathing. Your, you know, like if you can't sweat, then you have a problem with detox. And how many people actually sweat? Let's just be honest. Most people don't like to sweat. But if you're on any one of these medications, you probably need to talk Long and hard with your practitioner about where am I at long term? Because if I'm on a low-dose steroid for a while or low-dose estrogen blocker, uh, oral contraceptive for a while, birth control, low-dose antibiotic for a while, hopefully this is helping, but I don't think it is if you've been on this for a while. It probably hasn't because once you get off this stuff, the acne is going to come back. But just to recap this, you can help the acne if you understand what's causing it. If it's something you're putting in your body, eliminate it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's totally worth it. If it's a medication that's causing the issue, talk to your practitioner about it and see if there's another option or if the doses can be adjusted. If you have a hormone imbalance, find out which hormone's off. Is it adrenals, estrogen, testosterone? And then support your liver. And I have to bring this back home because acne is just something that's rising to the surface. And there's an inability for certain pathways in the body to remove toxins. And that's what's showing up in your acne. Maybe it's just on the surface. You can't get rid of the last little bit of oil that's building up on your skin. Right? And you put sunblock all over it. Maybe that's the reason why. And then acne backs up. Or maybe you put makeup all over it or eye mascara. I don't know, right? Because like I said, we put tons of crazy things on our skin. But your skin is a detox organ that needs to breathe. It needs sunlight coming in and it needs to release oils and toxins out of it. So if there's something on the surface on your skin that's off in any way, like acne, that means you have a problem that you need to get to the root cause of. And these are five possible reasons why you might have acne and the solutions on what to do with it. So in conclusion, I hope this advice has tipped you off to, on something new and something useful that you can use. As always, I know something like taking action and thinking about what to do are two different things. Knowing and taking action can be done together because when you're aware of what the issue is and you know what to do next, all you need is that motivation. 
All right, the motivation here is imagine how great you're going to feel when you finally don't have any acne. You know how joyous I was that found, I looked on my back or my wife told me, it's like, your pimples on your back, they're all gone. I mean, I'm an adult, I'm smiling. I'm like, this is great. Like, this is awesome. I did this somehow. I'm going to keep doing this. And for the people who are out there who want to try certain things, I keep mentioning the liver. The number one supplement that we have, full disclosure, we have a supplement company, idovitamins.com, mswnutrition.com. The reason why we have a supplement company is for reasons like this, to help you, right? You want a solution, take a supplement. The supplement I recommend for the liver is Liver Love. It will help your hormones. It'll help reduce inflammation. Might even help your skin. Why not try it? Try it for a month. It's a two-month supply, all right? 16 different ingredients in there. And if you still need more motivation, right, because we got you, use code NURSEDOZA for a discount. I want you to subscribe to our newsletter. You can do so at mswlounge.com. Have a wonderful week. Class is concluded. Thank you for joining us. Keep working on your health.